0: Welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair and I'm recording from Macomb, Michigan. If you're not familiar with the Detroit metro area, then I'm about 20 to 23 miles away from the city limits of Detroit, Michigan. But no matter where you are, it is an honor that you are here today. Whether you're joining on audio podcasts or video, Whether this is your first time where you've been a part of this for a while, whether you know me personally or we have never met, the fact that you are here, I'm a firm believer is not by accident. And even though we can share this, this little tiny time together, I am super honored and privileged to be able to have this time with you. And so real quick, I wanted to dive into what color and chaos is, in case this is your first time. So color and chaos is honestly just a cry from my heart that I know that I can recognize as in the times of difficulty, of trials, of hardships, those are the times that everything within me wants to do everything I can to run away from and to numb myself from that which is bringing me trials or challenges. And it's in the chaos that I want to do nothing else but just get away from it. But this podcast exists as a cry not to just run away from the things that are difficult in our lives, but to instead lean into our creator, savior, sustainer, realizing that only through our creator, savior, and sustainer that there can be a color in the chaos, that we were created with a purpose, that you, your life does not just amount to the things that you have done or the things that you are doing or will do. Your life isn't just based around your giftings or what you are not gifting in, but that you were created by a creator who has a far greater plan and purpose for your life that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. No matter where you're at in your walk with the Lord, whether or not you have a relationship with Jesus or you don't, you are invited into this podcast, and I pray that it meets you in a real and relevant way. So here, let's pray, and then we'll jump into today's message. Lord God, we look to you and we acknowledge that apart from you, we are weak. Lord, I know on my own strength, Lord, I just fumble and just stumble over myself and my weakness. But Lord, we just want to take time to acknowledge that you are our strength. You are our wisdom. Lord, you are who we look to in order for us to make a sense and a color out of this chaos that we are going through. Lord, I pray for those that are listening or watching this that not yet has started a relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you just help them realize that it's not just something just made up, but that you have created them and that you truly do care. And so, Lord, will you just meet us here today and just bless my words, Lord. Let it not just be my words, but let it be you speaking through me through your word. Lord, we need you. We're nothing without you. Take us deeper. And it's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a big journaler, and ever since I started a relationship with the Lord when I was 17, I've been journaling pretty much ever since then. And so I make it a, a practice just in my life just to go back over a previous journals, not just to um, relive the past or to bask in the glory days But I I look back on previous journals to see a pattern of the Lord's faithfulness in my life because I know my heart and I know that if I don't just constantly renew my focus on the Lord and say, Lord, I know that you were faithful yesterday. I know you're faithful today and therefore you're going to be faithful tomorrow. If I don't do that, then I can so easily forget where the Lord is in my life. And forget where he was along in each and every process, each and everything that I walked through. And chances are you are, are very similar to me in, in, in the sense that there is so many things that so often we can forget. Sometimes we're so overworked, overstressed, just over anxious that we can so easily forget the things that once we could have never imagined that we would forget. And so, journaling for me is a way for me to be able just to relive and to go back to the different moments and remember that the Lord was faithful then, and He will be faithful now. And so, recently, I've been doing that. I've just been going through old journal entries, and specifically in 2016. Anybody who knows me or knows uh, my story knows that 2016 was a big year in my life. 2016 not only was uh, the start of of this this platform, Color and Chaos. Um, Color and Chaos started, I believe, in June or July of 2016. It was probably July, July 2016. So not only that, but in 2016, I finally said yes to the Lord, and I moved from South Carolina, Michigan, after about three years feeling Him put Michigan on my heart. And up to that time, I knew nothing about Michigan, and so everything was so new. And so recently I've been reliving the the journal entries from about May 2016 all the way to like July 2016 and that that awkward but beautiful transition from South Carolina to Michigan to my first trip up here in May of 2016 and just feeling just an overwhelming sense of peace about moving up here and even though I didn't have any job or any I didn't know anybody at that time up here I just knew That this is where I needed to be. And so if you're curious of more of any of those stories that I shared, um, I I did a, a, a series back at the beginning of this podcast called Patchwork. And I believe it's like about like episode 12 or 11, some somewhere around there. It's really early. You can just check that out if you're curious uh, more about kind of the behind the scenes of, you know, how did you feel that the Lord was calling you? And how did you know it was him? And, you know, how do you even know the Lord? Um, you can check that out, and I go through everything on that. It's about six parts, uh, so you can just choose which one uh, you're more curious about. Um, but I do recommend um, part two of Patchwork because that's when I go into telling the story of how I came to know Jesus. One of the things that stands out to me is just how how many just different things that the Lord was just just working behind the scenes even before I got to that part of the story. And at the time, I was I was going through it as of current day. And so everything that I walked up to I didn't know the significance of what would what what would follow after meeting somebody or being presented with a certain opportunity or visiting a certain place. Everything was so new. I was so just desperate for the Lord to help me cuz I didn't know anything. I didn't know anybody. And as I was reading over these journal entries recently, I was just reminded of the fact that in each and every process, whether it be the process of me moving from South Carolina, Michigan, to whatever it is, that the Lord was present in each and every process. And not only was he doing a work and wonder within my heart, preparing me for those opportunities, but he was also working and prompting and, and, and molding the hearts of those, you know, outside of my own process and preparing them to be able to come alongside me in order for us to go where the Lord wanted us to go. Many people right now, you maybe are listening or watching this, and you are going through a process. We're all, as a globe, going through a process of quarantine and and this whole pandemic and the process of just being removed from loved ones or removed from friends and family. And even though things, at least here in the United States, seems to be starting to calm down a little bit, But regardless of wherever you're at in the globe, you have walked through a process recently. And it's so difficult while you're in the process to see the Lord present within it. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. And one of the things that the Lord has brought to my attention is that there's so many moving pieces that the Lord is working out as he's also moving within us. And there's moving pieces that the Lord is is working, even right now as I'm speaking. There are things that the Lord is preparing you for and me for that we have no idea He's even preparing us, whether it be circumstances or situations that you you expected to be in, that you were preparing ahead of time for. Maybe it's a marathon. Maybe it's a move or a transition in some way, and, and you can see it going— you know, from from years or even months before, and you had time to process and, and prepare, or a situation and circumstances that you didn't have time to prepare, and now you're just, feel, it feels like you're just thrown into it. One of the passages in scripture that stood out to me when it comes to this idea of the Lord being present in each and every process is found in Matthew chapter 26, verse 18. And now this one little verse, its you might read this recently, or maybe you, you will hear it in a moment, and you're just like, I don't know really what the application is there, but I'm going to break down a little bit of what I got from this and how this has to do with how the Lord is present each and every process. So this is what the text says. This is Matthew 26, verse 18. It's what it says. As you go into the city, Jesus told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. Jesus is telling his disciples basically to get ready for the Passover dinner. Jesus, a Jew, asking his Jewish disciples to get ready for a Passover dinner. Nothing out of the ordinary. But one thing that's really striking, at least to me, as I was reading this recently, is that Jesus just now told his disciples to go into a city go up to a unknown and random person, greet them and give a command that we will be eating the Passover dinner in your house. Now the disciples never met this man at least from the text we we don't we don't see that. The disciples never met this man and Jesus Jesus doesn't give any personal names or it doesn't even give them any indication that he personally knew this man. But he says, hey, look, go in, do this, and it will happen. And they go, do it, and it happens. This passage reminds me that we have a creator, savior, sustainer. We have a God who prompts hearts way ahead of time. And sometimes we come up to something, come up to an obstacle or a situation or circumstance, and we are starting to question if God is even there If God has left the building, if he's even present, if he even knows what's going on, if what has happened maybe has taken even him by surprise. Sometimes we come across a situation or circumstance and we feel like we're too weak or we feel like we're not able or we feel like there must be some mistake. I don't know why a sovereign God has allowed me to be where I am right now going through what I'm going through when I don't even feel like I'm able to uh, discern my left foot from my right foot and what what step and that I need to make alongside this process. What is so just just overwhelming in this passage is that the Lord must have been prompting the heart of the man before the disciples even knew that man existed. And likewise, we have a God who is working in our hearts and working in other people's hearts. And sometimes we think he's not, but he always is. Another passage that stands out to me is Psalms 119, specifically verse 104 to 105. This is what the NLT says. This is what it says. It says, your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I'm going to read that one more time. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder why I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Heavy heart, you may not know what to do today or tomorrow, but what we do know is that we have a God, a creator, savior, and sustainer who is actively involved in each and every process. And he guarantees us that his word will give us exactly what we need, exactly when we need it, in order to walk through the process. Because you know why? The process is sacred to our God. The same thing that we so often would skip if we could, because it's difficult and challenging. Our God says, no, 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 lean into me. Why? Because I can walk you through this if you look to me instead of looking on your own. I have a plan and purpose in this that you don't even know about right now, but I promise you that I am working things out. And it may not look in the way that you expect. It may not be in the timing that you expect, but I promise I am involved. I am involved. I am involved. Another passage that stands out to me is Psalms 23. We all know this Psalm, but specifically verse three stands out to me. This is what David says in Psalms 23, verse three, he says this, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. The process isn't just a mundane thing, just a just something that, okay, yeah, I have to go through this. The process is so sacred to God. Why? Because in the process, he is guiding us for his namesake. And what this tells me is that if it's for his namesake, Everything that we go through, everything that we walk through, everything that he walks us and guides us through, if it's for his namesake, why would he think of everything that we go through as an afterthought? This tells me that he is even more involved than anything I can fathom. In the process, the reason why it's sacred is because we realize that it's never been about us, but it's always been about him. And he is jealous for that love and affection. Why? Because we were created to respond to our creator with that love and affection. That's why when we give love and affection to anything else b- besides our creator, savior, and sustainer, if we give our love and affection to other things, when those other things fail us, we are devastated and we were broken. That's because we were never made to give them our love and affection, our, our dedication, our devotion, in the same way that we were made to give that to our creator. We were created to be dependent upon him. But when we depend on ourselves or one another's, it only produces bullet holes and wounds in an already dead heart. Something else that gives me confidence that the process is so sacred to our God is just looking at in the scripture how the Lord was faithful through the process that each and every disciple walked through, not only while Christ was here on earth, and not only then but after the crucifixion after his resurrection and i think about people like paul and peter and john and james and and so many other people that the lord was just present and and just there with them through each and everything that they walked through and i'm reminded of one verse in second corinthians where paul is writing to the corinthian church and he says this in verse 8 this is second corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 he said this we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the providence of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we inspected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. We stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God. For his namesake, he leads us through the right paths. So it's for his namesake that he is faithful through each and every process. He can't give up on us. He can't, why? Because especially for those that have asked Jesus to be Lord of their life, the spirit of God is in you now. The spirit of God is in you. He can't give up on himself. But even if you haven't yet asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, and you were just, you're just there, you're saying, okay, God, Are you there and do you care? Yes, he does. You know why? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not come to condemn the world, but that the world would be saved through him. We have a God who wants so bad for you to come to him that he would do anything but May our hearts not be so hard through the processes that we go through that we just push him away and reject him just because he doesn't do exactly what we want to do, how we want to do it. But may we just hunger more for our God than we hunger for our comfort. When we hunger for God, we stop relying on ourselves and we start relying on him. At the end of the day, it is through the processes that we go through where we can identify and and acknowledge where our faith truly rests. Because, you know, before we go through difficulty, we can easily say, I trust, I trust, Lord, that you are real. I trust that you care. I trust that you died for me. I trust that your spirit is within me. I trust that you are holy. I trust that you you are faithful. It's so easy to say that when, when we're going through times of good, but it's in the times of difficulty where we start to examine, okay, where is my faith truly rest? And also, you know, how strong is my faith? Do I truly believe what I say I believe in times of good? The, the first sermon that I ever gave, I'll never forget it. The, 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 the main crux of it was this. Don't forget in the dark what you know is true in the light. And so often when we go through seasons and processes of darkness, we so easily throw out what we, what we knew to be true in the light But that is the beauty of the chaos. That is the beauty of processes that we go through is that it's in those difficult processes that just like when you go to the gym and you work out and you start to feel those pains, you start to realize, okay, there's work that can be done that I'm not just gonna get comfortable or complacent in my relationship with my creator, savior, sustainer. No, 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 I'm not gonna get comfortable or complacent. But there's growth that can happen. There's growth that can happen. Our God cares so much more about our heart than he cares about our comfort. And that is why the process is so sacred to him. He cares about everything we go through. Why? Because it's what we go through that helps us see where our faith truly lies. And at the end of the day, a closer walk with him, a closer walk with him is what we truly crave, whether we acknowledge it or not. We want a love that will never leave. We want a faithfulness that will never let us down. And if we try to find that in anything else, it will always break us to pieces. But our God wants to show us in the process, I am good, I am holy, and I am able. I am able, I am able. I know one of the ways that I grow in intimacy with the Lord, besides his word, is when I go through things that I can never imagine how a growth can happen from it. Or I can never imagine how I can, you know, fall even deeper in love with the Lord. It's just so hard and hurtful and painful. One of the ways I grow with the Lord is in those moments where I'm just like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to use this when he uses it. (laughs) But if I run away from the process and I just say, okay, Lord, I'm done. I'm, I'm kind of tired of this. You know, I'm tired of this, this, this. you know, this walk and everything. You know, I'm just going to do things on my own. If I would do that, I would miss out on the blessing of the intimacy that forms between us and our creator through those processes. You get what I'm saying? Is I pray that this is making sense. And again, this is not easy. I'm not saying that, you know, yeah, yeah, you should do this. But, you know, shame on you if you don't. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, yeah, this is difficult. But may we encourage one another and challenge one another. No, 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 no. Lean into him. Let's lean into him. The chaos lies. The chaos says you're as good as dead. But no, no, the chaos doesn't say you're as good as dead. It says my God is alive. And even though I feel as good as dead, Lord, you have overcome the grave. Lord, even though I don't feel strong, Lord, you are strong. Lord even though I don't feel wise enough to understand how to walk through and navigate this difficult situation Lord you have proven a wisdom throughout eternity and throughout you know centuries through your word and through your people through your church you have proven a wisdom so I rely on your wisdom not my wisdom Lord I rely on what your word says that when I lack wisdom to seek you that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and awe and the overwhelmingness, a heart surrendered to God is the beginning of wisdom. You get what I'm saying? That the processes lie to us. But may we not look at the processes as the enemy, the things that we walk through, the difficulties that we walk through. May we not look at it as the enemy, even though we have an enemy wanting to use the process to destroy us and to take away that intimacy that we have from our creator, savior, sustainer. The process is not the enemy. The process is sacred to our God who can use each and every process, good, bad, and ugly. He can use it all in order to grow us and grow our faith into a deeper dependence and a deeper intimacy and a deeper sweetness to the one that our heart and our souls and our bodies and our minds and our emotions were created for. He came into the process, died the death that we deserve, lived the life that we could not live on our own in order to reconcile us back to him. Through Jesus, he made a way when there was no way. And through Jesus, we can have a reconciled relationship with our creator that when our creator looks at us, he doesn't see our mistakes or our weakness or our sin or our death, but he sees his son, the resurrected, but sinless, perfected son. That we have a creator, savior, sustainer, one God, three persons, actively and intimately involved in each and every process that we go through. Not only was he committed to the process of reconciling us back to him, but he has given us a guarantee that he is with us through his Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God, when we ask Jesus to be Lord of our life, that the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead, Jesus from the dead, that same Spirit, the same Spirit in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, that was hovering over the waters. That when the Lord spoke and created the spirit, helped create everything and sustain everything, that spirit dwells within us. The moment that we ask Jesus to be Lord of our life and we accept his forgiveness for our sins. And so no matter what we go through, the spirit of God helps us in our weakness in ways that we can't even understand. The Bible says that even, not only does he help us in our weakness, but he even intercedes for us. By praying to the Father with words and groans that we can't even fathom. Heavy heart, may this be a reminder to you that he is here and he cares. You are so loved. You are not forgotten. So what are the things that you are going through right now that you're saying, you know, Jonah, if I'm being honest, I I am really struggling in this. I'm struggling to have a strength. I'm struggling to have an understanding I'm struggling even just to make it through the day. What I invite you to do is to take that process that you are going through right now. You maybe are in the middle of it. Maybe it's a thing that you have been through and you're struggling to understand God, where were you in this? What I invite you to do is to bring it to our God through a surrender and an acknowledgement. And, and all that takes is for us to say, God, you are God, you are good, and Lord, I will rely on you, that Lord, it is by your strength that I'm going to make it through this. It's by your power that I'm going to be able to overcome this. It's only by your wisdom that I'll be able to know how to walk through this. Lord, it is your word that is the light and, and that guides my steps even when each and every step feels so difficult and challenging. We have a God that, it, that promises that he did not only just create us, but that he cares about us. Psalms 139 stands out to me. And in Psalms 139, David writes this. He says, look, Lord, when I awake, I am still with you. And at the very end of Psalms 139, he goes through the exact same thing I'm inviting you to do right now is to bring him alongside that process. And this is what David says in Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. He says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way and lead me in your way everlasting. One of the first signs that we are starting to see the process of life and the process that we are going through as sacred is when we invite our creator, savior, sustainer, to have full reign, to be able to walk and to work within that process and work and walk within our hearts and minds. I was looking at my journal entries around that time of that transition from South Carolina Michigan and a lot of what I was writing was just like questioning the Lord of Lord, are you here? Lord, are you able? Lord, can you, you know, Lord, help me. And this is something that I wrote June 27th, 2016. And what's crazy is what I wrote back then in June, 2016, the truth is still the truth even now. And this is what I wrote. I said this. There is no difference in trusting God over small things and trusting God over big. He has proven faithful over so much, Jonah. Everything does not need to be mapped. Trust him and go knowing that he is there heavy heart may we walk through this process knowing that it is so sacred to our God so Lord we just want to bring our hearts to you today Lord I pray for those that are listening or watching this that they are just going through what feels like hell on earth Lord I pray for those right now that are just going through a process that is difficult that is challenging and, and then the enemy is just just constantly just telling them that they can't and they won't and they're not good enough lord no matter what the enemy says he can't say anything about you why because lord you have proven yourself that you are faithful through each and every process we go through and more most importantly we know that you have proved yourself faithful through the process of reconciling us back to you through jesus So Lord, may we look to the cross to remind us that you are present, that you are faithful and that you are strong. You are mighty to save and you are mighty to sustain. So Jesus, for those that are listening or watching this, that are just struggling, Lord, give them a peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, help them see that it's not by their own strength or understanding that will light their path but it's by your word. Lord, help us be dependent upon your word. Help us not just go to your word when things are rough, but may we just look to your word just like we look for food and water to sustain us through each and every day. Lord, your word is the food that we need to be feasting on throughout our lives. And sometimes it takes the difficulty for us to realize just how important your word is for our survival. Please, please remind us that the process is sacred and that you are faithful. Jesus, thank you for who you are and what you've done. Help us meditate on who you are and what you've done and also help us acknowledge who you are and what you are doing. Lord God, thank you. We look to you and it's on your name that we pray and we surrender. Jesus, amen 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 heavy heart you are not alone i pray that you know today that he is faithful he is so so faithful we have a creator that is a personal creator he created you intimately when you were in your mother's womb you are not an accident you are not an afterthought if you weren't an accident or afterthought then then you are not an accident and afterthought now I look forward to talking to you next time. Uh, Next week, there may or may not be a podcast. I will be visiting my family in South Carolina, so pray for me. But in saying this, thank you so much for being a part of this this week. God bless you. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See ya.